Welcome to AJHP Voices, now comprising interviews on contemporary pharmacy issues and discussions with AJHP authors. The service was formerly known as AJHP Podcasts. AJHP is the official journal of ASHP. This is William Zelmer for AJHP Voices, speaking with Lene Mahaney, who is Executive Director of the Center for Pharmacy Practice Accreditation. The center is a relatively new organization in pharmacy that is devoted to pharmacy practice site accreditation. Before becoming Executive Director of the center, Lene had a broad experience in pharmacy practice that prepared her for her current position including experience in community hospital pharmacy, in clinic-based outpatient pharmacy, in managed care, and with the Veterans Health Administration, or the VA. Lene, let's begin by having you give some background on the formation of the Center for Pharmacy Practice Accreditation. Well, the center was actually launched in 2012, and it's a partnership among three national pharmacy member organizations, and those are the American Pharmacists Association, the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy, and the American Society of Health System Pharmacists. And these groups came together to create national voluntary accreditation programs for pharmacy practice or how we deliver care. They felt very strongly that there was a need for national practice standards to meet the public's need for specific, predictable, and measurable pharmacy-based patient care to help patients be able to recognize consistency, predictability, and the care that they receive from pharmacy practices. So with that as the driving force for the creation of the center, that sort of is recognition that licensing a pharmacy by a state Board of Pharmacy probably doesn't give the public everything it needs. Is, would that be an accurate statement? Exactly. The practice standards actually set a higher level of care than required by regulation, and that's purposeful. The standards also focus on advancing patient care, focus on safety in that patient care, and high quality. And again, practice standards are meant to be above and beyond regulation and help push pharmacy practice forward. Well, I know that CPPA uh, has started with an accreditation program specifically for community pharmacies. Tell us where that stands. Well, the accreditation program for community pharmacy practice was open to all applicants in April of this year. We're very pleased that that has occurred. And we're more pleased that we have two accredited pharmacies to date. That's the Johns Hopkins Discharge Pharmacy and a pharmacy in Anoka, Minnesota, Goodrich. We also have two more pharmacies going through the accreditation and hope to receive many more applications. I've been working really closely with buying groups and the wholesalers trying to help them offer tools to help their members achieve accreditation. And I also spend a lot of time talking with the payers to educate them about the value of the accredited pharmacy practice. 
It's interesting that you mentioned payers. Do you contemplate that some payers in the future might require accreditation by CPPA as a basis for payment for it, perhaps advanced services of some type? At some point in the future, yes, I do fully expect payers to be requiring some level of proof of value and contribution to uh, healthcare above and beyond regulation. My reasoning for that is almost all the other healthcare practices are required to have some type of accreditation, at least for CMS payment. And in general, the third-party payers follow the lead of CMS for requirements such as that. Now, CPPA is not promoting this requirement with CMS at this time, but I'm certainly advocating with the pharmacists and payers that the accreditation does help distinguish pharmacy practices for their consistency in services and quality. And that, again, circles me back to why I think it will be required at some point in the future. Sure. Well, until that day arrives where a payer might require CPPA accreditation, today, what is the incentive for a pharmacy to apply for accreditation? The incentive really is to distinguish themselves and gain that recognition from the patients, other healthcare providers, and the payers. And specific to the payers, there are new methodologies for payment that have been evolving over the last few years. Certainly preferred provider networks and requirements needed to be met to get into those preferred payer networks. And also different methodologies for direct payment of services based on patient outcomes and other types of metrics such as patient satisfaction. Well, you've alluded to you know, areas of uh, requirements in the accreditation standards dealing with uh, patient care services, safety and quality, as you put it. I'm curious, from the perspective of a consumer going into a community pharmacy that is accredited versus one that is not, is that consumer likely to see a difference? So the pharmacy may look exactly like it's always looked, the shelving and the counters, but there should be things like robust patient counseling. And that counseling, if it's in-depth, should be offered in a private area. So that would be a difference that accredited pharmacies would bring to the patient experience. They should see patient care services offered in an accredited pharmacy, such as immunizations, methods to help the patient improve adherence, and most certainly medication management services like medication therapy management, as it's termed in Medicare Part D. So what I'm taking from your answer there, Lene, is that within the standards for accreditation, there's a requirement for a rather high level of interaction or communication between pharmacists and patients or caregivers. Is that correct? That's correct. The accreditation standards have three primary areas of focus. The first one is practice management, and I term that the infrastructure of the practice. And my message to pharmacists is that you need to have your house in order before you can deliver high-quality patient care services. 
But that then ties to the second area of focus for standards, and that is the patient care services. At a minimum, accredited pharmacies should be offering medication therapy management, robust patient counseling, and they should also be providing at least two other services from a broad list of defined patient care services. And those are things like health and wellness, immunization, medication adherence, care transitions, chronic disease management services. So they're very broad, the practice can choose from. Then the last element of focus is quality improvement. The practice has to have a formalized quality improvement program. It strikes me that one of the challenges for CPPA is just getting public awareness about accreditation and you know, creating demand among consumers for their pharmacies being accredited. Is this part of your strategic plan, your agenda with the CPPA is to somehow reach the public with a message about the accreditation program? It is part of the long-term plan. Unfortunately, our patients have very low expectations for what they can expect in pharmacy. And so through the developing volume of accredited pharmacies, plus direct communication, with patients as well as other healthcare providers, they'll start to see what they should be expecting on an ongoing basis. So it will take time though, again, because we tend to see that our, our actual patients have very low expectations of us. Lene, what does uh, it cost to apply for accreditation? Well, CPPA has worked very hard to make accreditation an affordable and achievable tool for recognition. So for a single site pharmacy practice, it's $3,500 for a three-year accreditation. Mm-hmm. And we also have pricing methodologies for multi-site practices, uh, big and small chains. You mentioned in the beginning that among the partners uh, sponsoring CPPA is ASHP. What is in this program? Why is it relevant to health system pharmacists? There's several reasons it's relevant to the pharmacists in health systems. First, the founders recognized and want to realize the development of accreditation programs for pharmacy practice across the continuum of medication use. So there's great realization of the expertise that ASHP members bring towards um, developing other accreditations more focused on health systems, such as acute care and um, maybe broader elements of medication safety. That's the first reason. The second, though, is that the community pharmacy practice standards were written to be applicable to all outpatient settings for delivery of patient care by pharmacists. So outpatient pharmacies that are in health systems, which there are many different models for that, are very applicable to getting accredited through the community standards. All right. So you do anticipate that uh, outpatient pharmacies associated with hospitals, health systems are sort of within the target market for accreditation. They are, and we were purposeful in our first two accredited pharmacies to make sure that we included a health system pharmacy put through the accreditation program so that we could verify that the standards were applicable, and Mm -hmm. and they worked out quite well with the, the Johns Hopkins Discharge Pharmacy. 
are there um, hospital-based or uh, health system-based outpatient pharmacies among those who have uh, expressed interest in getting accredited? Yes, there have been quite a few of them. Well, as you and the sponsoring organizations look ahead, say, to the next five years, what is the vision for the Center for Pharmacy Practice Accreditation? How do you see this evolving? Well, the vision is to continue developing accreditation programs along that continuum of medication use. So we've actually gotten a quick start on that expansion, and that's with specialty pharmacy practice accreditation. I'll come Mm -hmm. back to that one. But acute care medication processes, medication safety, ambulatory care accreditation. So by that, I mean accreditation of practices which are non-dispensing and Mm -hmm. exist in clinic-based entities. So those are a few of our major focuses for the next five years. You mentioned, and I saw on your website, that there is already uh, in the works a program dealing with accrediting specialty pharmacy practices. Could you comment on that a bit further? Yes. We're really excited about this program. We uh, put together a group of experts in January of this year, 2014, to start the development of specialty pharmacy practice standards. Those standards are in draft format and are available. We've not published them on the website, but they are available for those that would like to see them. We're continuing to vet those standards throughout the rest of this year. But we'll also be beginning our beta testing of the standards and the accreditation program for specialty this month and continuing through the end of this year, at which time we expect to open up the accreditation program to all applicants. Okay. So beginning in 2015, uh, you anticipate this program will be up and running. Just talk a bit, uh, please, Lene, about the target uh, for this accreditation program. Is it, for example, uh, the big commercial uh, specialty pharmacy providers, or do you contemplate something beyond that? I'm really glad you asked that question, Bill, because when we began the development of standards for specialty practice, that was one of our first questions. Who are we developing the accreditation program for? Who are the direct and indirect customers? Specifically, the accreditation program and standards has been developed to be applied across the continuum of providers of specialty pharmacy care. So the smaller independent specialty pharmacy on up to those very large entities. Again, we've tried very hard to create standards that are relevant across the industry and relevant as the specialty pharmacy practices evolve, which we know they will. Sure. Given all of the discussion about specialty pharmaceuticals in hospitals and health systems and the increasing talk in that sector of our profession about actually starting some type of specialty pharmacy services within, uh, let's say, a large academic medical center or perhaps an integrated health system of some type, Is there a target there as well, potentially, for uh, this uh, accreditation program? There is, and that that stems back even to the members and, and why members were selected for the Standards Development Committee. That committee included two 
health system pharmacy representatives, uh, along with the bigger specialty pharmacy providers and a manufacturer. So in the beta testing of the accreditation program that will occur starting this month and through the rest of the year, there will actually be at least one health system specialty pharmacy practice going through the accreditation program. Well, I want to just step back a little bit to uh, something you said a few moments ago, Lene, when you were ticking off uh, areas that the PPA will be getting into. I noted you mentioned acute care, uh, medication safety, ambulatory care, uh, pharmacy services uh, in clinics associated with hospitals and health systems. Talk about this a bit. What's the timeline for moving into those areas and anything else that you think our listeners might be interested in? The timeline for the next accreditation program, whichever it might be of the three that you mentioned, would probably not start until mid to late 2015. The reason for that, Bill, is in the course of less than two years, we're rolling out two accreditation programs. So that's been an extremely aggressive timeline. I I think we've been successful. But the next one, and whether that will be acute care medication safety or it could even be a combination of those since you know, medication safety rolls into all areas of practice, uh, I expect it will be about eight to 10 months before we start to em- embark on the next one. You know, it strikes me that within hospital health system pharmacy practice, there's a lot more familiarity with the accreditation process in terms of assuring quality services, uh, patient-oriented services, and there might be in some other sectors of pharmacy practice. And I wonder if that suggests that perhaps the prospect for uptake of accreditation by CPPA might actually be more favorable in the institutional setting than in the community pharmacy setting. Do you think that's an accurate assessment? I think that's an accurate assessment. Health systems, and, and as I mentioned earlier, other entities in the healthcare system are very used to the requirements for accreditation or some sort of certification that shows their level of competency above and beyond regulation. For community pharmacy, this is still relatively new, and it ties back to those three elements and and focus areas for our standards, that first one being infrastructure, So having a policy and procedure manual, having training programs, requirements for confidentiality, and again, infrastructure. That's probably the harder piece for community pharmacy to achieve right out the door. They're extremely capable of it because they have infrastructure. It's getting it written down and ensuring all members of the practice are following those. Mm -hmm. So the leg up does come to the health systems because those practices have been required to have that defined written infrastructure. Lene, going back to the matter of the vision for CPPA over the next five years, what can you say about projected growth of your programs? I think our growth is going to occur very quickly through the specialty pharmacy practice accreditation program. The reason for that is the market has already 
built expectations for accreditation. So this program is not new to the specialty pharmacy practices, to the payers in particular, and actually I think to the healthcare providers. So there's a demand already. So that program I think will progress very quickly. The community will be more of a slow growth. Then the other areas, there's a huge appetite for medication safety. And we know that based on the gaps that we in the healthcare profession know exist in medication safety. Those three areas will be our highest or quickest growth potential and specialty will be the largest. Very good. Well, Lene, um, my um, compliments to you in taking on this uh, major leadership role in the profession as executive director of the Center for Pharmacy Practice Accreditation. And I appreciate uh, the time you spent with me on, on this interview today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bill. I really appreciate it. It's, it's an exciting place to be right now. That concludes this interview. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org.